Welcome everybody to take two of the week five ride in NFL DFS podcast. Something of note, tried to record on my way home from work yesterday. There was a pretty gruesome car accident about 30 yards in front of me. So I had to, you know, stop the podcast, get out, make sure everything was okay like a good Samaritan. You know, if I drove by, rolled the window down and said, sorry guys, can't let the people go without their core four on Thursday, probably would have been as degen as it gets. So that is why we are coming to you one day late with the ride in NFL DFS podcast. A quick review of week four. I did something that I have never done, and that is roster four wide receivers in cash instead of three running backs. What had happened was... I thought Paul Richardson and Dontrell Inman were in really good spots with Mike Williams and Terry McLaurin out. In fact, I thought that they had just as good a chance to 3x their salary as Wayne Gallman. Uh, so I did leave Wayne Gallman out of my cash lineup. In retrospect, that was not the right call. I should not have done that. Uh, and, I, you know, practice what you preach. I always say put three running backs in cash um, and, you know, three workhorse running backs. And I did not adhere to that. And looking back on it, it definitely was a mistake. I still had a very good week. My lineup still smashed thanks to Cooper Cup uh, and McCaffrey and Eckler. But, you know, process over results, I probably should have had all three of those running backs in there and come off of either Inman or Richardson and downgraded my defense. So, you know, live and learn. Um, fortunately, came away from that. Uh, I feel like a process mistake unscathed. And we're on to week five. At the quarterback position, Deshaun Watson, 6,700. I think he's my favorite quarterback play if you can get up to him, there isn't a ton of value, so it might be a little difficult, especially if you're trying to jam in the running back studs. Um, but, I mean, Atlanta's defense has not looked great. Um, they just gave up a ton of yards and TDs to Marcus Mariota. I think this is the week that DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller get off the schneid a little bit uh, and have pretty big weeks. So I'd like Deshaun Watson in cash. Uh, in that mid-tier, I think I'm going to avoid it altogether. Like, if I can't get up to Watson, I'm probably going to go down to someone else I, I'll talk about in a second. Um, which has kind of changed over the course of the last day or two. So if you are reading my 4 for 4 article, that will be updated to reflect what I'm going to say in this podcast. Uh, so I think in the mid-tier, Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott are okay. I'm kind of afraid that Jair Alexander shuts down Amari Cooper, and that limits Dak Prescott's ceiling a bit. Uh, and Wentz is fine. The Jets are terrible. I think Alshon Jeffrey uh, and Zach Ertz could have big days, and, and they love to throw the ball. So I think Wentz will be fine. Uh, and then Andy Dalton is in that range too. I think a lot of people are going to be on Andy Dalton. 
uh, I, it might come to that for me, but I feel like there is, uh, it's risky because we saw how bad he looked last week. I know the pace is up in that game, so Dalton could definitely have a big day. We saw him go to Seattle uh, and and look really good. However, John Ross is not in the picture, and he's the, he's kind of the person that elevated Dalton's ceiling with some pretty big catches. I don't know if that uh, skill set is on the field. Obviously, Auden Tate, we'll talk about him later. Um, he's more of a big body guy, not a deep threat. So uh, I think Dalton's ceiling <clears throat> might be limited as well. The guy that I'm interested in that I think might be in play is Chase Daniel. Uh, and, you know, hold your, don't hold your breath, but basically he looked pretty good in relief last year in two games he threw for two uh, he threw for 250 yards and one and a half touchdowns in two games on average right so he had 500 yards three touchdowns in two games not terrible cold off the bus last week Trubisky gets hurt he pops right into the game goes for 201 hasn't really made too many mistakes in his starts so I think he is definitely an option and at 4800 against the Raiders I know the game is in London um, those are usually slugfests um, field is usually disastrous but I really think that Chase Daniel at 4800 if you love every other spot in your cash game lineup right if he allows you to get to three running backs that you love and, and your the rest of your lineup looks pretty good I don't mind Chase Daniel I think he can ha- he can he can go for 20. Um, that's probably his, his ceiling or around his ceiling, but his floor is definitely about 12 to 16 points as well. And at 4,800, uh, with a stud lineup around him, I can deal with that. So we'll see if I can get up to Watson or if I have to pay down at the running back position, I think obviously Dalvin Cook. Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey are all in play. I think of those top studs, I probably won't have much Alvin Kamara in cash. Um, But I love all three of those guys. I haven't really parsed out. I'm going to try to get them all in, I'll tell you that right now. I know that that seems like the rest of my lineup will be um, very thin, but I'm going to try to get all three of those guys in. I love Cook. I think, you know, he's the only running back in the league that's gotten 20 touches uh, in all four games at this point. Zeke gets a run funnel Packers defense. Great matchup there. And I think if the if the Cowboys are smart, they'll lean on that offensive line and Zeke uh, against a run defense that is a lot worse than its pass defense. And then McCaffrey's just a workhorse. Kyle Allen has turned into check down Charlie last week. Um, you know, McCaffrey's in line for 30 touches again uh, with like 8 to 10 of those being targets. Uh, He just has a massive workload. The Jaguars defense hasn't been anything special to date, so I think that McCaffrey is definitely in play. Below that range, uh, we could look at David Johnson, but I think that's, I just want to find the extra $1,000 and get up to those three guys that I just mentioned. Uh, But in the 5K range, I think Aaron Jones without Jamal Williams is definitely an option, especially if he gets the passing game work that he saw 
last week, and then I think Wayne Gallman might be his last week without Bark. Might be the Giants' last week without Barkley, and he only came up nine hundred dollars. And if he gets that same workload that he had last week, sure the touchdowns are you know something that we can't count on week to week, but he saw a sizable workload. And if Daniel Jones is going to be checking down him like he did last week, then five to six catches are not out of the question. And then, depending on James Conner's status, I really think Jalen Samuels is underpriced this week thanks to the Monday night football neglect narrative there, not priced up. I mean, he was in the Wildcat a ton. And, you know... It definitely raises his ceiling a little bit if he's going to be throwing those little pitch passes to James Conner or whomever. You know, those count as completions so he can rack up some passing touchdowns if they if they work those in closer to the goal line. And he had eight catches last week too. So I think it's a little bit thin because we don't know if the game plan is going to be the exact same this week against the Ravens. Um, but he is definitely in consideration, especially monitoring James Conner's status. He may not uh, be a full 100% for this game, thanks to that ankle injury. At wide receiver, <clears throat> I'm dying here, man. Friday, all the kids are sick. They're getting me sick. Apologize for clearing my throat 100 times. At wide receiver, I think at the top, Larry Fitzgerald is the is the highest the furthest up that I'm going to go just because I want to try to get all those running back studs in but without Christian Kirk he should see a bump in targets and air yard share uh, from there I think we can look at the Packers wide receivers Marquez Valdez Scantling without Devontae Adams provided that he is inactive should see a huge bump um, and Geronimo Allison even but I think I'll just try and find the 600 to get up to Marquez Valdez-Scantling if I'm playing a Packers wide receiver. Uh, I think Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton are in play. Uh, Sanders a little bit more so than Sutton. I think a lot of times the when the Chargers face the Broncos, they have had in the past had Casey Hayward shadow Sutton. He's the outside receiver. He's kind of the, the end zone threat. And then Sanders can work underneath in the slot and get those low A dot targets, rack up catches. But both of those guys are in play for me also. And then obviously Auden Tate is the supreme value this week. No John Ross. They were designing back shoulder fades in the end zone for him last week. And he's been their leading receiver through two weeks. So I think he's pretty much a lock at the wide receiver position. Then there's a bunch of guys like, you know, really thin plays. Like Javon Wims if Taylor Gabriel doesn't play. By the way, a great GPP pivot this week I think is Allen Robinson in London. Without Taylor Gabriel, I think he sees a huge bump in targets, and I think he gets into the end zone. But other than that, um, you know, all the Cardinals wide receivers, without Kirk, who knows who's going to get the work there, though. Trent Sherfield, Keyshawn Johnson, Farrell Cooper bagging groceries last week is now on the field for them. I think those guys are really thin for cash, um, especially with, already with Auden Tate at 3,500 in the lineup. <clears throat> I don't know if we need him. But, I mean... It's a consideration. At tight end, I think there's three guys we can go to. Darren Waller, Austin Hooper, or Tyler Eifert. My favorite's probably Austin Hooper. I think he each week he's going to bring a pretty high ceiling uh, to the table. 
And obviously Darren Waller, he's seeing 30% market share of the Raiders' targets. They could be behind. Um, the Bears' defense is definitely better against the run. I don't think the Raiders are going to be able to run at all. So they might have to resort to throwing the ball a little bit more. So I think Darren Waller's in play. Um, but as I said, Hooper, you know, if you look, he, he, they're really trying to get him the ball. He's got uh, a ton of, one week they kind of went away from him, but every other week he's had a ton of targets and he's looked really good. And then Eifert, I mean, you know, you, you have the uh, the Arizona narrative that they can't guard the tight end. So obviously... Eifert's going to be in play. I'm just not sure if, you know, uh, he's cheap enough to get down to him, but I don't know if we can trust Tyler Eifert in cash this week. If I can get up to Hooper, I will. (coughs) But he definitely is a consideration. At defense, I like the Titans and the Panthers. The Titans could see Matt Barkley this week. I think they can, you know, pressure him force some turnovers, uh, and then if you're paying down the Panthers against Gardner Minshew, the Panthers' defense is very, is very good. Um, through four games, they have looked pretty awesome, um, especially against the pass. They shut down Deshaun Watson last week, and the Jaguars are playing their second straight home game. They just went to the into the altitude at mile high, and now they have to travel to the Panthers. I think they could be in for uh, some turnovers. Gardner, Min- Gardner Minshew has looked okay, but he really hasn't opened it up, thrown much uh, high-risk throws. Uh, so if they get him into pressure and force some throws, I think they could definitely turn him over. The core four for this week, Auden Tate, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Hooper, and I think Dalvin Cook. It's going to be really tough for me to leave out one of those Christian McCaffrey, Zeke Elliott, Dalvin Cook. Um, but I think Zeke will be the one that I leave out just because we haven't really seen it from him yet this year. I think it's a great matchup. I'll probably have a lot of him in, in tournaments if I don't have him in cash. Um, but as far as core four go, it will be Tate Hooper. McCaffrey and Cook with uh, with a, a side note that I will try to get Zeke in my cash lineup as well. I don't know if three 8K guys is going to fly, though. That'll do it for the Ride In NFL DFS podcast. As always, Pat James DFS on Twitter. R- rate, like, subscribe, do all that stuff that you do to podcasts, and I will talk to you in week Six.